Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. <laughs> okay, so um, it's been a long while now, so let's reintroduce ourselves again in case if there's anyone who's, you know, I don't know, new listeners coming in. Who are who, we? Who am I? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> Where am I? So my name is Lynn. It's been a long time since I introduced myself, <laughs> but my name is Lynn and this is Dimitri and we are married and we... Uh, Dimitri knows a lot about tech and computers, and that that's his uh, work, or his professional work, dealing with computers and programming and stuff. And so we started this podcast because I'm constantly asking him questions about tech-related things, and he got tired of it, always having to answer me. So we decided to create a podcast. That way, in the future, if I want something re-explained, the idea is just re-listen to the podcast instead of going back to him. So that was the idea. Her words, not mine. I still have no idea who I am. Um, but I, let's derail this a little bit because I have a question for you. Okay. So lately, uh, you've been learning the HTMLs uh, or HTML. perhaps better known as HTML. Um, and you've been learning it because you wanted to make a new website for your app. Yeah. Um, and that app is not fa. And I, I wanted to, I guess, ask you, why did you make not fa? Okay. So, uh, not fa is an app that I made and the idea is, uh, it's called not fa because when it comes to Vietnamese cuisine, a lot of people are only familiar with like some of the popular items like egg rolls, spring rolls, bun mi, pho. And there's a lot more to Vietnamese food than just pho. And also like a lot of places when it's Vietnamese food, they don't advertise themselves as Vietnamese food. They advertise themselves as like we are a pho restaurant. Mm-hmm. And so the majority of the people go there eat pho even though there's a lot of other stuff on that menu that you can order from. And I, I feel like a lot of time menus or restaurants don't do a good job at like advertising or helping ex- like educate the the customers what those dishes are. I mean, it's really hard to know based on just a few one or two word description of what a dish is without pictures or without someone to explain to you how to eat something right Mm -hmm. i mean you can't just assume that like oh if i put something in front of you you just know how to eat it no there's certain ways to eat something and often places don't show that and so that's the whole idea of this app is to one um introduce new dishes that are not the typical ones that everyone see and also show you like pretty much teach you how to eat it or how to enjoy it what it goes well with Mm-hmm. And things like that. And for the record, what was the question I always used to ask you when you were introducing me to Vietnamese food? How do you eat this? Yeah, what was your answer? You just eat it. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, you don't just eat it because I know there's a whole process. Yeah. <laughs> but so, it's what's, what's obvious to some is not necessarily obvious to others. So. Okay, so I'll give a few examples later mm-hmm. as to how you eat a certain dish. But mm-hmm. um, so that's the idea of... And, and I, I want to do a quick call out to... 
uh, we were watching For All Mankind, uh-huh. and in season two, uh, one of the characters goes to a Vietnamese restaurant, and the first thing they ask is, uh, like, I, I'm not familiar with Vietnamese cuisine, so the the server is like, well, do you want a bun mi, or do you want a pho? Uh-huh. And those were the two, popular like, options. Uh, popular options. But they went one step beyond, and after the meal, they said, maybe next time you can try broken rice. And I, hands down, say that's a great idea, because broken rice is good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So anyway, uh, that was the the inspiration to making the app not pho. Mm-hmm. But why did I make not pho? Well, yeah, I, why did you make it? I started uh, doing app development because Dimitri isn't a developer, and uh, I didn't know what I was doing in terms of a career, and that was a somewhere I could start. So I doing I started app development, but the thing is. I got to the point where, okay, I did the schooling, I did the education part, now I need an experience. But in order to get experience, I kind of need a job. But in order to get a job, I kind of need the experience, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, and in order to do that and to really stand out as a candidate, you kind of need to show that you have something. Mm -hmm. So the idea was, okay, why don't I make an app that can showcase what I'm capable of? And of course, I'm just starting out. So I'm not, I don't have 10 years under my belt to show like all the crazy stuff, just Mm -hmm. enough to say, hey, I could do this if you could just give me a chance, you know, and that what that's what started not fu. So I needed an app idea. And I was like, Oh, I need something that is personal that connects to me. Because there's the thing when it comes to learning app development is every but there's a million of like those to do apps out there or those calendar apps out there. Mm-hmm. Everybody is doing that because those are like the easiest to build. And they're all they're like in every textbook. Yeah, but that's not really something that's personal, not something that relates to me. And something that show off your skills, really. Mm-hmm. So not pho was one of them. But not pho, like having a recipe app isn't good enough, right? Mm-hmm. So like we actually, me and Dimitri actually sat down and discussed like what makes an app stand out. Because I now have the the coding skills, but I don't have the, I guess the... I'm not in the. I haven't been in the industry for a long time to to see a lot of apps, to play with a lot of apps, to know what's good and what's not good. And that's where Dimitri came in mm-hmm. when we were discussing what is not pho. How do we make it stand out from a regular recipe app where you just have a picture, a description, and then a bunch of text just giving you instruction on how to, how to build a recipe out, right? And there was another app you were inspired by as well, right? Right. There was another app, and it was an app called Sushi, which you uh, uh, you introduced it to me. And this whole app was very simple. There's only about, like, four or five, like, recipe, but they're not even, like, full recipe. The whole app is focused on design work. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really beautiful animation. There's... Uh, the the photorealistic type of art graphic that they create in there like that whole app it was a very small app there's not much information about how to build out a dish or a recipe or anything it was mainly focused on design Mm -hmm. and i was like this app is beautiful like i want to do something like this so we talked about maybe doing a lot of animation to bring like a recipe to life rather than just having a bunch of text breaking each uh instruction up into like sections with 
like images to show like okay at this part you you should have something that looks like this but we wanted to go more of the artistic route so that's where like learning design and learning how to draw come in for me because Mm -hmm. i didn't know how to draw either i didn't know anything about design so so now we're at the point where okay it's not just now a portfolio piece it's like it has to be damn good Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just like, okay, here's an app I put together. No, this is like, we want to build a masterpiece for me as a portfolio piece mm-hmm. to show off. So in order to do that, I need to learn how to do, because right now at this point, I already have uh, coding skills, mm-hmm. but I don't have design skills. I don't have, um, what's it called? Like animations. I don't know how to do, I don't know how to draw. I don't know how to animate. I don't understand the idea of like what is it frames per second tying in like to make an animation smooth you would think that you would have a beginning and an end and then somehow it kind of transitions taken care of for you right so it's not that it's you have to do frame by frame if you want it to be a smooth transition like i had to learn all that mm-hmm. right and in or- and also we wanted to make it so that like it would stand out so not only that, I have to learn about accessibilities because we didn't want it to just be for the normal people. We wanted to incorporate everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. So by incorporating like voiceover, learning how to do, I don't know, all the accessi- other accessibilities. And the problem with um, when it comes to this is there's a lot of enemies that I include in the app as well. And it's also to educate people on how to pronounce those words, right? Mm-hmm. So that was also another tweak that we did. So I recorded my own voice saying all the Vietnamese terms and we would embed like a button in the app so that if you're curious, you can tap on me <laughs> and then I'll say the word, you know, which when we launched the app, a lot of people really liked that part mm-hmm. of the app was the ability to know how to pronounce something. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. the the typical example is pho, right? <laughs> That's like the introduction to Vietnamese cuisine is already a treacherous path of, I don't even know how to pronounce the thing. <laughs> Pho. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, it was a long process. Um, yeah, it was fun. I learned a lot and it took about like, what, three months to build? I started in May and it finished in uh, August and it launched in August. August 20th of 2020. Yeah, so it's been two years, almost two years. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I built Nafa. It was a portfolio piece. Um, Did I get a job with it? (laughs) No. (laughs) Because, uh, yeah. (laughs) Life is tough. Life is really hard to get a, yeah. And I'm an introvert, so I have trouble, like, speaking to strangers so yeah this microphone is a stranger i i mean we're at (laughs) episode what 118 now so i'm getting more and more comfortable speaking Mm -hmm. out loud but i still struggle sometimes i'm sure Mm -hmm. right so yeah any more questions i kind of just blab (laughs) yeah so so you made Nafa, uh, uh-huh. then you realized Ink Gang worked from it, so make it into something that can make some money, right? Right. Um, and then fast forward to now, you're making a new website for it. So why are you making a new website for it? So, yeah, um, 
We turned the nafa, which only had like five recipes to start because it was a portfolio piece. It wasn't mm -hmm. meant to make money or anything like that. So we turned it into uh, a subscription base or um, a one-time purchase where you can continue to support, you know, indie developers like myself or... I, I mean, or like somebody who's just starting off who's trying to make it in this type of industry, you know. And it's really hard because, like I said, without experience, you can't get a job. Without a job, you can't get experience. And you kind of need somebody who's willing to, you know, support you. And not a lot of companies are willing to do that. Not a lot of companies are willing to hire somebody who only has one year of experience, mm -hmm. you know. So... So yeah, we turned it into something that could potentially make money. It still isn't, but I really do appreciate all the people that have been supporting us up until now. Um, so yeah, why am I building a new website? Well, up until now, I've been at constantly adding new recipes uh, once a month or once twice a month now. I've been going at a steady pace at twice a month. And uh, that it's it's actually picking up slowly, very slowly, because we're not doing any advertisement for it except on this podcast, pretty much. And uh, yeah, so it's going really slowly, but it's actually like growing little by little. So I mean, I'm pretty proud of what I've created so far. And I mean, it's something that I can say it's my own because I remember when we went to um, WDC in forgot a w wwdc <laughs> in 2019 which mm -hmm. is a what it stands for worldwide developer conference and so it's hosted by apple once a year around june um where all the developers in the world pretty much come to uh san francisco san jose that area for a one-week conference where apple introduced introduced new technology and new frameworks that we as developers can use to develop develop like new apps throughout the year so it happens every year and that was my first time going because i had just finished school um and i i got myself a scholarship through apple to attend for free and when I was there, since I had just finished school, I didn't really have any experience. So when I was there, you meet other developers, you meet people who's been in the industry for 10 years, 20 years. And you also meet other people like myself who are students who have been learning it since they were 10 years old. But I started off like only like nine months prior to that. So I had no experience. And going there, meeting all these new, all these like wonderful people... They the thing the first thing people would ask you is what do you do like what do you build and who do you I work for <laughs> who do you work for and I didn't have anything to say and I was so embarrassed like I was embarrassed because I didn't have anything to show mm -hmm. not that I was embarrassed to be part of this community which everyone has been so nice so far at the conference everyone was super nice you know. But I wanted to have something to tell people like, hey, this is what I did, but I didn't have anything. So now that I have not pho, like I really look forward to going back to uh, Dub Dub again because now I have something to show. But then COVID happened <laughs> and then we haven't been able to go for two years now, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah. <laughs> so 
Anyway, that does um, not answer the question. <laughs> right? Why did I build and build? I want to build a website. Well, initially, when we first launched、uh, Notfo, we need a website、mm-hmm. because that's part of the requirement to launch through Apple. And the at that point, at that time, I kind of I didn't know anything about HTML and CSS and how to build website. So I just got a bunch of sample code and kind of put something really like. Hacky and simplistic elementary level together for just so I can have a a, a website.、Mm-hmm. So at this point, like my app grew quite a bit in terms of content, and I have other plans for the app in the future. So I want to rebuild a website that reflects that.、Mm-hmm. And as I'm developing recipe, as I'm like paying more attention to、uh, the whole aspect of development in general, like there's a lot of things that I stumble across that I feel like could be beneficial to people who are interested. So I I want to write blogs about my experience, like food in general as well. Like I'm not I don't want to write blog in terms of like here's a recipe, follow this. That's not it. I want to write a blog. Documenting my journey and what I go through to get to a certain point to figure out certain things that is relating to the development the of behind the, the scenes exactly. So I wanted to do that, and so in order to do that, I need to have a website that kind of support articles and such.、Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to do. Awesome. So yeah, how's the how's the process learning HTML and CSS going for you so far? So uh. It started off well. Like there's a book that I do that is f- all example. It tells you here are these elements, and this is how you use them. And then the next page, here's an element. This is how you use them. And then at the end of each chapter, there's a summary of here are all the elements that we mentioned in this chapter. This is how you use all of them together. And then,、uh, and then it's just. Chapter by chapter, there's tons of examples, and that's what I was kind of going off of. And I was like, "This is so easy! Like, I got this." I finished the book, and I was like, "I got this." So then, I started doing my design. You know, designing out what I want my website to look like, and if I want like connections between one page to another. And I got all that out, and then I started coding. I was like, "I don't get this. None of this. <laughs> I don't makes, got this. <laughs> none of this make any sense." Like. I'm I I want to follow what the book is saying, but the book is not teaching me how to build out what I want to build. The book is like simplistic. You have top from top to bottom of the screen. You have a title. You have a paragraph or something, and then you have an image. Or like you can tweak it in a way where you have the title at the top, and then underneath you have an image, and then to the right of the image you have a, a paragraph of text. Like very simplistic, simple stuff. But what I wanted to do was more complex than that, apparently, because. To me, it looks simple, <laughs> but it's not. And so I spent all day on Thursday, I think, like a few days ago,、uh, re- like just rereading and going over, like, okay, these are the examples that I have. Why isn't it working the way I thought it should work? Right. So I don't know. It's giving me trouble. So what did I do? I bought more books. <laughs> Because it's it, I guess the book that I was learning from was from 2011, and I I know long long time ago. <laughs> so 11 years ago, ten、mm-hmm. years ago, yeah, ten years ago. But like you said, HTML and CSS hasn't changed much. Oh、right? no, it has. It has. It has. Yeah. So I guess the stuff that I wanted to do isn't 
covered in that book. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm at a point where I need to relearn again. And I think this is like part of the whole world of development, right? Is you're constantly needing to learn new stuff because if you want to do something, you either have a lot of money and you just hire somebody to do it or you have to go hunt down books and learn it yourself, right? So you're constantly learning new things. You're constantly like, I guess in a way, if you want to be good at what you're doing to always keep up mm-hmm. with the improvement. Yeah, and I'm no use here because my my degree of, uh, web development knowledge is half from the 90s and half from the early <laughs> 2000s. Uh, and that was just when the web was like starting to take off and CSS started to be able to center things in non-obvious ways. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, it, I'm not I'm not super useful here because I can, I can put together the layout that Lynn wants, but it's not the proper way of doing it nowadays. So uh, I'm trying to take a hands-off approach so she can learn the proper way and not my super broken, like, oh, this will work in Netscape 4, um, which is not going to be useful. <laughs> well, well, the thing is that, like, I didn't... The thing is that, like, there are uh, services like Squarespace that you mm-hmm. can go on and just pay a fee or a subscription or whatever and then just... They have templates ready. All you need to do is plug in the information that you need that and then you get exactly what you want, you know? Like we can go that route too. It's just we didn't want to do that. We want to learn how to build an actual website, you know, and do it the way we want because not every template will have the style or the design that you want, you know. I mean, what I did was I actually went on Squarespace and I looked at a bunch of templates that they have and I kind of pull certain things that I like from each template mm-hmm. and put together to get the website that I actually From I the visual want. template, not from yeah. the actual markup. No, no, not from visually. I like, oh, I like how this looks on this part. I like the banner from this section. I like how they, uh, they design the article section from this template. Just visually, I pull out elements that I kind of like and then I mapped it out. And then I think that's where the problem starts because I'm not trying to do simple stuff. I'm trying to do stuff that Looks is good. pleasing to the eyes. <laughs> but then that's that's why we you have such thing as Squarespace. It's because they figured out all the coding part. You kind of just put in your information. Mm-hmm. Here, I don't have that part, you know? Mm-hmm. So. No, definitely. Well, cool. Slow, slow and steady progress. Yeah, it's been, yeah. Okay, I guess we'll do an update episode a few months from here on what your experience learning web development is. Yeah. So, yeah, like, do support us. Help spread the words. I mean, like, the app is free to download. And even if you're not interested in Vietnamese food, maybe someone else you know is interested, you know? And if you've never had it, like, this is the chance to learn about it, you know? Like, you don't need to go out. Like, you don't need to go gung-ho about it and, like, I'm going to try everything at the, like, the local Vietnamese restaurant that is near me. No, like, it's good enough to just learn about it, you mm-hmm. know? Even if you're not, like, even if you're intimidated by the cuisine because that's how it is when you go to a different culture. It's very intimidating. Yeah. You know? So help spread the words and, yeah, support us. Yay. Just don't have high hopes about fish sauce at Vietnamese restaurants for whatever reason, unless you're in like... Oh, right, right. Hold on. I, I said I was going to talk about the different ways of how you eat something. Yeah. Right? Okay, so one example is something called Vietnamese crepe. 
Uh-huh. And so check out Nafa. There is a recipe in there and there is an explanation on how to actually use it in there. But the idea is you have this um, really thin batter crepe, you know, mm-hmm. a taco. Really thin. It's really crispy. And inside it's savory. So you have meat. You can have seafood. You can pretty much have anything in there with like onions and... um Normally, we put jicama in there as well or bean sprouts for the crunchy. Mm -hmm. But it's savory stuff, right? And then normally, it's served uh, like that folded in half. So, it's like you have like a half circle. Mm -hmm. And then on a plate. And then you normally get a brown sauce, which is called fish sauce on the side. And it's not made from like pure fish sauce. It's, It's a vinaigrette. It's diluted. It's... Seasoned. You know, it's seasoned. And then you have uh, usually like a plate of lettuce, herbs, and like greens on the side. And Dimitri would always ask me when we first met, how do you eat it? And I'm always like, you just eat it, you know? But then realizing that like when I start watching him, like I'm like, okay, that's not how you do it. And then I realize, <laughs> No, stop right there. That's not how you do it. <laughs> and then I realized there is a way to do it. So what you need to do is you would take a piece of lettuce, put it in the palm of your hand, and then you would break off a piece of the crepe with the meat, a little, little uh, crepe batter shell. You put it on the, the lettuce and then you would like see, like put your herbs, whatever herbs you want, like cilantro, basil, things like that. And then you roll it up. You try to roll up that lettuce wrap as much as you can. And then you dip it in the sauce. So that's a way of eating it. But I guess if you don't know and you're being presented with these three things, like how would you eat it, right? Mm-hmm. You and eat the salad first and then you're like, this is a plain tasting exactly. salad. You try the soup and you're like, this is a very salty soup. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, I think a lot of fi- restaurants fail at that part. But I mm-hmm. think maybe it's because a lot of food don't require that type of arrangement mm-hmm. it's just here's a salad you eat it normally you know it's pre pre-assembled yeah like a lot of stuff is so mm-hmm. well like vermicelli is another example it's it's pre-assembled but it's assembled to look nice rather uh-huh. than to be edible you're supposed to mix it up to get like all the flavors rather than eat it layer by layer because then the layers get more and more boring as you go down. Yeah, because normally you have lettuce, vegetables at the bottom and it's all like raw vegetable. And then on top you have noodles, mm-hmm. right? And then like noodles and then around it you'll have like meat, peanuts, you have er- like you have onions and things Egg like rolls. that. Egg rolls. The meat part. Mm-hmm. And then you nor- it normally comes with a, a fish sauce on the side. Mm-hmm. And that's the dressing. Which reminds me when I used to work at a Vietnamese restaurant. Like the the location that we were in was, uh, was a business district. So it was all companies going on their lunch break. And the majority of the demographic there was white people. And Vietnamese food was quite new to that set location so a lot of the people didn't know how to eat the vermicelli which we also had so i noticed there was a lot of people that just come out and didn't touch the sauce at all and would just eat the plain noodles or the plain lettuce and i so then i often would pay attention to what they do or if i'm not the server 
Mm-hmm. And then when I noticed that they're not eating it correctly, I would like kind of like shimmy over to their table and I'm like, hi, how's it going? Like, is everything okay? And then kind of like instruct him like, maybe you want to mix in the sauce with it. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of that's just... That's where all the flavor comes from. Yeah, that's where the flavor is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that a lot when I was working at the Vietnamese restaurant. People didn't know how to eat stuff. And we, as a restaurant, did a very poor job at educating people how to eat something. Mm-hmm. Oh, and everyone falls, disordered pho. Yeah, and that falls on, like, I guess, the servers, too, because none of the servers were Vietnamese. They didn't mm-hmm. know. They never had that dish. So when they serve the food, they kind of just, like, here's your food and walk away. Mm-hmm. Without saying that, like, hey, to better enjoy this, mix up the the content in the bowl first, and then pour in the sauce. Mm-hmm. So I do that every time, you know, and it, it gives them a better experience. Yeah. So in the end, Vietnamese food is very complicated, <laughs> but it's delicious. Lots of lots of uh, layers of flavor. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Bye, sorry, everyone. Sorry for the rambling. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>